Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, beautiful people, wherever y'all at in the world right now. You already know what it is. This is another Camper Chronicle Productions, and this is the Bringing the Wood podcast. I am your host, D. Wood, up to some real good on this beautiful uh, Fuck Work Friday, uh, Football Friday, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, and uh, it's going to be a good day. It's a nice day out here in the valley. Um, I ain't went to the gym yet. I'll be going after this. But um, it's it's a nice day out, so hopefully y'all get out and stretch your legs wherever you at if it's nice in your city. And I hope your day is going extremely well. But we are here to talk sports. Uh, but got a little bit of news today for the folks who was expecting a roundtable talk. It won't be happening at this moment, but it will be happening later. So, again, we're dropping two episodes today. You'll be hearing from me, myself, from the net for the next 45 minutes to an hour. You'll be just hearing from your boy D. Wood, truly dropping a little bit of football knowledge on y'all. And then come back uh, to this same place, this same station at 3 p.m. today, Pacific, specific, <laughs> 3 p.m. today, and uh, listen to the roundtable talk with me, myself, and a couple other guests we'll have on, and we'll talk NBA, we'll talk uh, uh, State of the Golden State Warriors, State of the Sacramento Kings, um, even the little Portland Trailblazer talk, you know what I'm talking about? We're going to talk Boston and Miami, we're going to talk the Joker, uh, winning the uh, you know, winning the Western Conference player, uh, Magic Johnson Award is what they call it. Oh, I feel a sneeze coming, so if I sneeze, don't mind. But uh, winning the Magic Johnson Award, advancing to the first uh, finals in his in his time. I don't, I'm not 100 percent sure if this is the Nuggets' first finals appearance, but definitely the first in the in the Joker era and in my era. So uh, this is big. So we're gonna definitely talk about that. Just predictions on the rest of the series. Do we think Boston can pull off the unbelievable, the unimaginable? Can they do what hasn't been done and come back down from 3-0 and win it all and win four straight and technically sweep Miami back? <laughs> we don't know yet, man. But I got some guests who are going to come on and get a taste, their thoughts. Obviously, we're going to talk LeBron and his future of the Lakers. Uh, what do we think his team should do? And what do we think the Golden State Warriors should do by Brooklyn Nets? And maybe even a myriad of other teams that we got going on. There's a lot of things that are uh, in the media as far as basketball because just as well and as live as the playoffs are going, the offseason for the other all, what, 28 other teams, 29 other, 27, 28 other teams are in full effect in offseason mode and trying to get their team ready to compete next season so that they're still playing at this time next year. So we definitely going to have a, a, a nice open conversation about it. So make sure you guys all stay tuned for real, for real. We're going to have a beautiful show today. And again, 3 p.m. today, uh, we will be dropping a second episode. So don't fret. It will go down. So that that that's the little news. So y'all will be getting the two for today. So, yeah. But as far as NFL news, we got to start with the breaking news. Uh, the Cardinals released DeAndre Hopkins after three seasons. He was under the, he was under contract for another two years, and he was, and he was uh, expected to make $19 million this year, which was a very high number for a receiver who hasn't went over 1,000 yards in the last two seasons. And obviously, injury and suspension um, has has been the reason for it. But, hey, at the end of the day, you're only as good as your last good season. And it's been a while. And that's not saying that D-Hop isn't still one of the best receivers in the league. But it just takes uh, sometimes, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And when you miss uh, eight or nine games last season for the PEDs and then you miss the season before that with injuries and all these other young receivers and uh, other guys are still showing and getting better and better, it's just hard to, you know, still show your worth. So, again, after three seasons with the Cardinals, he's been cut. I think this is going to be 
I think he'll have a hot market. I feel like if he's not in a rush to sign, he'll take his time and probably wait till after voluntary OTAs, and he'll wait till training camp and then come into camp and be dominant. But if he wants to get on the team and get some chemistry, I can see him being signed um, probably by by Tuesday. By next Tuesday, he'll have he'll have a team. So again. Next Thursday, when we come back on, I'll be telling y'all where D-Hop signed and who, what he'll be bringing to the table for his next team. But again, DeAndre Hopkins cut from the Cardinals after three seasons. This is definitely something we'll talk about on the Table Talk later, so I'll get deeper into it um, and who we think he should sign to and things like that. I'll save that for the later episode. But D-Hop is officially a free agent and can sign with any other 31 teams. Obviously, you wouldn't sign back to the Cardinals, we don't think especially with no Kyler Murray being there for the year. So we definitely going to find out where D-Hop will be playing uh, for his future. And this will be his third team. And we're going to see. And usually the third time is the charm. So hopefully he can get here and, uh, you know, help another team uh, elevate. But I won't speculate on who or where yet. But, again, D-Hop got cut by the Cardinals. And uh, they're starting the, the retool. This season will be a rebuild. No Kyler Murray, no D-Hop. Brand new, uh, no JJ Watt, no Allen, no uh, Brian, uh, Byron, Mur- Byron Murphy out there at corner. Um, a lot of guys in contract here didn't pick up Isaiah Simmons' fifth year option. Whoa, Cardinals got a lot of work cut out for him. Buda Baker demanded for a trade earlier in the year, they got their work cut out for him, man. So, uh, they definitely gonna have to uh, make something shake. And again, this is just one more problem that the Cardinals have, but uh, again, new coach. New problems. So good luck to them and uh, good luck to D Hop. Hey, Titans, let's go, y'all. That's all I'll say on that. I'll speak in depth detail later, but definitely, Titans, we need to be making calls for that man uh, ASAP. Uh, also, uh, Jimmy G had foot surgery in March, but the Raiders knew that he was having that. Uh, that was why the physical got delayed. That was why his press conference got delayed because of the physical. So they already knew these things were going to happen, and he still should be start. He should still be ready to start for the regular season. Obviously, they invested not a lot, but enough into Jimmy Garoppolo, where you're going to need him to be healthy for Week One. So he, he's a guy who doesn't really need a lot of these OTAs and voluntary OTAs and things like that. He needs to be ready for training camp come July, which hopefully he will be, even if it's like mid July. Sometime he can come back for. Training training camp and be ready i think that'll help out um tremendously a lot because he's definitely going to want to get in rapport with his receiver Devonte adams because obviously last week Devonte adams uh came on said some comments and said to him and the organization wasn't seeing eye to eye and it wasn't in like a, a negative sense to where he wanted to be traded or things like that but he was just letting them know like hey we had a talk they were open-minded they let me know what direction they're going in and I just wasn't expecting this for this direction to be where we were going. I was expecting us to go left and we're going right. And, um, you know, it made it seem like he was unhappy. He was flustered and things like that. And it, it never came off uh, like that to me personally. I'll say that. And uh, he had to come. He came out yesterday and doubled down and said, I'm committed to the Raiders. I'm fully committed to this team. I will be here with whoever's playing quarterback because I signed a contract here and they heavily paid me to do a job. And that's that's all it is. And he's like, you know what I'm saying? I understand how y'all feel. Y'all think I'm pouting. He's just like, I'm just letting y'all know. Like, I came here to play with my boy. My boy got traded. They never told me he was going to get traded until he was traded. 
you know, that was kind of sucky. Then you bring in a guy that, you know, you didn't, you know, they just did, they really didn't go, go by Devontae with any of this. And it just kind of, you know, he was just stating what he, what he felt and what they talked about. So I don't think it was really a big deal. Fans blew it up. Uh, but again, he came out, let everybody know what was up. He's still a Raider. He going to rock with the Raiders. And again, he might not have 1,500 yards and 17 touchdowns. 1,300 yards and 12 touchdowns and potentially a winning record, man, won't 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 knock Devontae at all. He's still a be a pro bowler, potentially still an all-pro player. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So uh I, I don't think people should trip like that. I think he'll be good. I think again, he he's gonna be good no matter the quarterback. Better quarterbacks just mean he's gonna be even better. But he's got he's got a bar set for himself. No matter the quarterback, and um, he's going to fulfill that regardless if it's Jimmy Garoppolo or anybody else throwing him the football for that matter. Devontae Adams is just big time like that. But what he does need to worry about is uh, the civil suit he's facing. Uh, the Raiders and the Chiefs also named in a civil lawsuit after Adams shoved a cameraman following a Monday night football game in October. We all seen that. We even kind of made fun of it. We knew this would happen. Because uh, we all said if he would have shoved us like that, we would have fell over, broke the camera, dropped the camera on our face and, and all of that and got paid. Because at the end of the day, you got to keep your emotions in check. Obviously, this is an emotional game. And when you lose games, it's very emotional. You don't want the cameras in your face and things of that nature. But you can't just be out here shoving people all willy-nilly. Again, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. It's my theme of life. And um, I try not to play too many stupid games. Um, you know, they happen from time to time. But... Hey, I try to keep him to a, to a very, very minimum, but he's definitely uh, got more things to worry about than uh, who's going to be throwing him the ball because uh, somebody about to try to dip in his pockets and come up off of a situation that really wasn't all that. But, of course, when you get pushed down by a man making a gazillion dollars, you're going to make it more than what it is. So, um, you know, that kind of sucks for him. But uh, it is what it is at the end of the day. Again, he'll handle that. They'll they'll reach an agreement. Probably not even have to take it to court. Give him some money. That's all he wants, some money. He don't want Tay to go to jail. He doesn't want him to be suspended from the league. None of that. He just wants some money because whatever he's making is enough. But why not get some free money when a guy shoves you? So that that is what that is on that. Um, One more thing I want to speak about before we go and get in the hoop. And I talk about some of the madness that is... Uh, the NBA that has been going on of late. I do want to take my time to, uh, again, I'll talk about this too with my guests when they come on, but I definitely want to talk about Mahomes, bro. I told y'all the other day to go listen to uh, his take he had on the QB market and how uh, when he signed his deal, he was one of the higher paid quarterbacks. Um, and now he's, uh, you know, like like ninth or 10th in um, average per year. Um, behind a bunch of guys who obviously aren't Patrick Mahomes. And uh, he came out and he was like, um, I choose legacy over money. He was like, trust me. He said, I've made enough money already to uh, for, as, to make generational change. You know what I'm saying? He like, I've already made enough money in my life to change generations of my family. My kids' kids and their kids' kids are already going to be straight off the money I've made already alone. So I don't got to go out there and squeeze every dollar out of this while I play, especially if the goal is to win. And I, that's, that's, the, that's the difference between 80% of these guys. It's only about a solid, I'm not going for it, it's only a solid maybe 20, 25% of these players who actually play this game to try to win a championship. 
Like, that's their goal. Like, the number one goal is to win a ring. I'm going to say, like, 25% of the league. The other 70, 75%, uh, you see, you know, 80% of the league, bro, they here for a check. They are here to set their family up for, uh, for generational wealth. And I don't, knock, I don't knock any of those things. But when it comes down to being the best of the best, like, you got to understand, like, you won't make that list. And none of y'all dudes are ever compared to Patrick Mahomes. And I'm just talking about the guys in this era. If y'all don't think like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody might get a ring in there, out of there on the run. Like, it happens. But if Mahomes really takes this Brady approach, he's going to do the same thing, bro. And we're going to say in five or six years, he's going to have another three, four rings. And again, maybe he don't get to seven. But if Mahomes go out if ground and win four or five rings, you know what I'm saying, in his 17 18 year career like bro that's a hell of a career you know what i'm saying and like that's the goal is to be be known it's some players who made a bunch of money who we not gonna remember man so like that is what it is albert hansworth made a bunch of money and we don't talk about him it's one of the better d tackles like man money you gonna make that money like you know it is what it is some guys again like some guys it is like i said it is this forward and i just think that this was Something that when Mahomes said it, I was like, bruh, this is this is it right here. This this is the one. And I definitely think guys need to really truly just and again, it ain't for everybody. That's just not for everybody. It never has been, it never will be. And um I've always been one of those guys who plays the game to win. I like to win. Um, in which winning should lead to winning a championship. So like that's why I play football. So of course, I wouldn't necessarily trip off the bread. Obviously, I'm going to want some money. I'm playing out here. It's still a job, so I want to get paid for my job. But when you love what you do and you do what you love, you'll take a little less for the greater good, especially if it's a chance at playing uh, in the big dance, bro, for, for a championship. Uh, and Mahomes has got the right approach. And that's why I said I never count nobody pocket, so I'm never going to tell nobody what to do. But I'll say this is what wins you championships, like, you know? Most of the guys who was the highest paid, like they ain't, they ain't going, they ain't winning too many rings. So it, it, it kind of go like that. You need that help around you. You know what I'm saying? Brady was the prime example. Like I don't understand how people don't take that to heed. But again, that's back to my point. Everybody don't play for the bread. You see that market and be like, man, I could get how much because the market say so. And you could be like, man, let me get this and I can parlay this and like I feel like. Brady it made enough money, and this is not counting his Giselle pockets. Like, I think Brady made enough money in his NFL career where his kids would be straight for life and his kids' kids. You know what I'm saying? Maybe one more set of kids. So, like, I don't, I don't think you need to maximize your dollar every time. If winning is your goal, if, if, again, if you play this game because you're trying to set your family up for generational wealth, and you know what I'm saying, you just play, you know, you do this, this is a job. And you go out here and you maximize that shit and you tax their ass. That's that's fine. But when I just don't want in four or five years when you're not winning, ain't no time around, I don't want you to look at the organization and be like, ain't no help here. I can't. There's nobody here. There's no talent. It's like, well, I can't get any because we got to pay you because you're the talent. You're the guy who's supposed to help us win. So we can't put anybody around you because we don't have any money. Mahomes like, hey, here, take a little less because we need to pay Chris Jones. Take a little less because we need to pay Travis Kelsey. Oh, we need to bring in some wide receivers. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we need some talent. I can't, I ain't going to be able to make a bunch of dudes. I can fill some roles. I can't fill them all. And 
when you pay a quarterback like that, that's what happens. You fill in, you you have to fill in those roles that we couldn't pay because we had to give you the bread, G. So, you know, if I got to give you the bread, how are we supposed to move this thing along? How are we supposed to, you know what I'm saying, bring talent in if I got to make you the highest paid and then in another three seasons make you the highest paid again on an extension? I thought that was well, what was the problem with Matthew Stafford. People thought that and people think I, that's why I don't really care for the cat. Like, I'm like, bro, you make all this money, one of the highest paid quarterbacks every year annually, and you have nothing to show for it. And everybody's like, it's the Lions, they suck. Well, why do he keep taking all their money? How about he delegate some of that bread somewhere? So that they can ask some help. You know what I'm saying? But and then after a while you get traded because you just feel like there's no, you know, nobody's helping you. I'm, I don't have any help here. And it's like, ah, you you never really wanted the help. You wanted the chips for your services. So this is what you get. You get your ass beat on for X amount of years because you're the only guy on the team. And uh you're gonna see that happening to a couple of these quarterbacks that have gotten paid uh recently, you know. Some of these guys are not going to be able to get the talent they want. Some of these guys don't care. You know what I'm saying? They pay now. It's like, I'm going to just go out here and give it my best. And, you know, when this contract is up, I'll be able to get another contract, especially when talking to these quarterbacks and elite-level players who play for a check. So you're going to be good enough to get another one. Even if it ain't as big as this one, you're going to get another one. And that's all they plan for is just the next check. So I think that shit sucks, and it watered down the game. And it makes it to where it's only a certain handful of teams that can that's competitive because, again, you got money-hungry players at every position and at the main position. So shout-out to Mahomes just letting everybody know, like, that's the remedy. It's just I choose my legacy. I choose I choose my – you feel me? When I'm done playing this game, what people are going to feel about me and what I'm going to leave behind over people saying, oh, man, that man made over X amount of dollars in his time. Oh, what are he doing all that time? Oh, no, he just made a lot of money. That's it. He just made bread over that time, but he really didn't have nothing to show for it. Like, bruh, you know? So, uh, uh, we're going to leave Park put a, put a pin in it right there. Again, we got a lot more NFL titles we're going to save for the roundtable later on this evening. But I'm um, going to take a quick intermission, drink some water, pay a bill or two, and we'll be back. We're going to talk hoop. Um, I definitely got to talk about the Celtics looking like they're trying to shock the world. Um, and we'll talk about a few other things as well. But Celtics are uh, trying to put the, put the league on notice that uh, they're trying to be the first to do something special. We'll be right back. It's the Bringing the Wood Podcast with your boy, D. Wood. Welcome back. Welcome back. Y'all already know it's the Bringing the Wood Podcast, and we are here on a beautiful Fuck Work Friday, and we are getting into basketball. And we will start with some rule changes that could potentially be coming in the next upcoming season. Uh, NBA is considering a new flopping rule where a penalty for flopping will result in a technical foul or a free throw, I mean, a technical foul free throw, and could potentially get a trial run as soon as the summer league upcoming next season. I'm 110% sure they will put this rule in. Um, not sure if, I'm not sure if it'll work for the season, but I'm saying they will put this in during summer league and test this out 110%. I don't know how much flopping they're going to do in summer league, so we'll see. But I do think this is something they should implement in the league, and obviously they're going to get some wrong and some right, but I think it makes for people to, to flop a little less. Because you know it's like, man, I know I'm going to actually really get smacked and he going to end up getting it wrong because I flopped so much. So I think this will definitely uh, uh, eye players to not flop as much. I think this is really, really great. Like, I'm not here for flopping, but I understand you got to sell it because sometimes 
if you get elbowed in the face and you don't fall over and you, you know, to a certain extent, take the elbow and stride and keep it going and act like it don't affect you, it's like they won't call it. But if I get elbowed and I fall and hold my nose, then you're going to know I hit your elbow. Then you look at the replay and it's like you really got elbow. But if I get booped and keep it going because we're in the intense of the game, they don't call it. So it's 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 going to be hard to judge. But again, bro, I think it helps with the guys who are professional floppers. You know what I'm saying? And it helps get get it get rid of it as much as you can. Again, it's still going to be guys who are going to flop. And uh, again, refs going to make, make some good calls and miss some good calls. So... Uh, it's one of those that you just kind of have to work with, but I think I'm excited to see it happen. And another rule that we kind of expected to happen after a while, once they implemented this rule, uh, they're about to uh, potentially implement another challenge rule to where if you get your challenge right, you will be granted one more challenge. Because in the NBA, you only get one challenge one time, no matter what, and you only can use it once, no matter if you get it right or wrong. So I think they're going to try to make it to where if you get your challenge right, we give you one more to put in your back pocket for the future. Um, and again, this will be if it's if it's if it's successful, it will start next season. And I'm pretty sure this one will another one will get passed uh, very, very quickly. So uh, another good rule that will help out as well. Um, uh, definitely will help out for sure because again some teams you know win the challenge and you want to be rewarded for getting it right so hey here's another one you might need it later you might not but i'd rather have it and not need it than not have it and need it so it's definitely a, a rule they're adding and they're gonna uh they're gonna put in um now we're gonna go um over to philly philly coming out saying they're unlikely to give uh james harden they're not really motivated to pay James Harden the max salary in this upcoming contract negotiation. And um, I understand that. And again, he makes it seem like he doesn't want to come back anyway. So, And he's got his eye on going back to the Rockets or whatever. I don't, I'm not 100% sure. Obviously, he ain't really came out and said too much like that. But we do know um, he has ties with Rockets. But we know he got ties with Daryl Morey, the GM that I stated their ties going back to Houston a long time ago. So um, anything is possible, but it, it it will make sense for them to not. Obviously, you wouldn't really want this man to walk for free, though. That's like the only thing. It's like you don't really want this guy to just walk for nothing. But then again, you you never really know. So uh, only time will tell, and uh, we'll find out what they're going to do with him as well. But speaking of uh, his old team, the Houston Rockets already came out, and Coach Ndoka said he's going to be very aggressive in free agency. The Rockets, uh, he said he doesn't want to be a team of rebuild. He's going to turn his team around sooner rather than later. And they already threw out a bunch of names that they're potentially wanting to target if they hit the market. Uh, they said Brooke Lopez, Dylan Brooks, Cam Johnson, Austin Reeves are among the top players. Uh, Rockets will be eyeing aggressively in free agent um, in this coming free agency. So, this is going to be interesting to see what Coach Adoka does on this team, who stays, who goes. It's a very, very, very young team with a bunch of young talent um, that I'm not sure is going to be susceptible to James Harden. There's an interview that came out with Jalen Brown already kind of uh, – Jalen Green, my apologies. Jalen Green, the Rockets guard, uh, young guard that was picked two in the draft, already came out and said it's going to be some good and some bad. If James Harden is brought in because he hears all the rumors, you know, he's a guy that can teach you how to be a professional. He's been in this league a long time. He's been a very great player and can show the young guys nuances and things like that. But at the same time, he's a ball dominant guy who obviously is going to go there and get a max deal. If he goes there, he's going to want a max deal and going to want to be the star player. So 
are you going to want to take a backseat to a, you know, 30, an aging superstar? You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure if that's what a bunch of those young guys in Houston are going to want to do. So I think that's definitely going to be something to watch. And with them saying that they're going to be aggressively shopping, I mean, ooh, excuse me, aggressively going at guys in the free agency, lets me know that they definitely could potentially be trading rookies to get some more veteran help because they're trying to turn this team around, like you, like, like they said, sooner rather than later, like uh, Coach Adoka said. So um, this is going to be extremely, extremely interesting to see how this pans out. I am very, very interested to see what the Rockets do. I uh, The James Harden thing is, is interesting in itself, and then hearing this makes me feel like, hey, they might really be trying to get James Harden. That's why you go try to add a bunch of defenders. As you see who they named, Dylan Brooks, Brooke Lopez, Cam Johnson, Austin Reed, some guys who can defend, and you go add them with James Harden, and you go out and try to become a playoff team instantaneously. Uh, obviously, these teams can all resign with their old teams outside of Dylan Brooks. But um, I definitely think uh, I really want I really don't think that if they bring in the if I don't think the rookies will want to be here if they bring in a bunch of vets who are going to want heavy minutes and going to get paid like it. So this could be a, a, a crazy mix up I and mean, we could start seeing a lot of rookies traded away from the Rockets if they are planning on going from a rebuild to a, a retool with a bunch of veteran players and make a quick run at a title with James Harden. Um, that that could be interesting. Uh, I got a lot of takes on that. We'll 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 save that again. I'm, I, that's something we'll talk about with the panel. I definitely want to hear their thoughts on that. Uh, would they be competitive if they were to get any of these guys? But again, it's going to be a lot of guys in the fair to see. These guys are going to have uh bids from all over. But again, the one thing teams in Texas have is a tax free state. So teams in Texas and teams in Florida always can hit teams with the. Well, hey, we're a tax free state, man. So. All your money that you get on this check is all yours. Sam don't get any, and he don't want any. So that's definitely uh, definitely one I'm looking into. And uh, one that I want to get into, too, before I talk about the game last night and uh, potentially tomorrow. Uh, I got to get into Victor Wimbenyama coming out and literally saying uh, his desire is to represent France and the 2024 Olympics and beat the USA in the finale, which makes it seems like he knows we're going. Obviously, outside of the year, we came in third. And Armando and them won it in Argentina. We're, 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 we're here. We're going we're gonna to be placing for the goal. And for Victor to come out and say this, I'm not sure who's all going to be on the French national team with him, but he feels like he's good enough to go ahead and take on the NBA's best not only the NBA's best, uh, the U.S. best. And uh, he's going to take these guys on and, and, and win a gold medal. I can't wait. Uh, I get up for the Olympics. I'm Team USA uh, all day, every day uh, when it comes to the Olympics. So uh, these are big words, Victor. You're already going to have a target on your back as big as, as, big as you are. And I don't think you want to do that with Team USA, dog, because I don't know if you know, but we got some boys over here who up for the challenge, dog. And, um... We're going to see. We're going to see. Because he will be representing France um, in the Olympics next year. And he will show out. I ain't going to front. I don't know if we got an answer for him. But I don't know if he's going to go out and get 60 per night to be able to beat us. So that that's going to be a fun one as it pans out. But, hey, Victor, don't bite off more than you can chew. Because Team USA, we got some dogs. So, you know, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell. I'm speaking on the new dudes. I feel like Curry might still take a swing at 2024. 
This could be Braun's last one because the Pandy kind of messed up the, uh, what year was that? 2020, the Pandy kind of messed it up. So I could see Braun playing one more 2024, trying to finish out with one more goal. So Curry, Braun, I can see them being the elder statements, elder statesmen. I think MB might be American now. I'm not 100% sure. So he could potentially play for US. If not, that's where we lack is at the big position, though, we don't have. Um, a center, unless we go get like, unless we go with like DeAndre Aiden or something like that. And I'm not even sure. I think he's from another country as well, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, yeah, that's where we lack at center. So that would be our our, our Achilles heel. But so again, we would they would have uh, the advantage with all of the overseas guys having great centers. So that's definitely a a sight though. But we gonna see Victor. You asked, you we shall see. It will be sooner sooner rather than later, brother. 2024 will be here in no time. Summer Olympics will be here. And and you're going to have to back that thing up. Because, uh, again, bro, Team USA ain't nothing to mess with, dog. We get down, down. But let's get here. We Let's get to what we came here for. I told y'all yesterday, the Celtics live and die by the three. And literally... That was the game. They lived and died by the three. And, again, the guys who you want to hit the three aren't hitting the three well. Jason Tatum, one for six, 21 points, 11 assists, though. He was a great passer in this game. But eight for 16, 50% from the field, not bad at all. Um, 21 points again, eight rebounds, one for six from the three. Ain't going to cut it. But, again, you get Derek White to play 37 minutes. He gives you 24 points on 11 shots, six for eight from the three. Jalen Brown. Uh, three for five. I said he shouldn't shoot more than four, but I'm pretty sure when he was at four, he probably already had three threes made. So you three for four. Go ahead and jack up one more and see. Marcus Smart goes four for six. Al Horford needs to stop shooting threes or go to the Steph Curry camp. Um, and then again, Grant Williams one for four, zero for two for Brogdon, zero for two for Pritchard, one for three for Hauser. So again, they technically died by the three, but they had three guys who were really hot from the three in White, Brown, and Smart. And that'll, that'll get it done. They play good defense as well. You hold the heat to 97 points. Again, Jimmy Butler only took 10 shots, but had 14 points. Uh, so, again, not a, fi- uh, a 50% from the field, but not really a, a good night for him as well. Five rebounds, five assists. Bam, 16 points on 15 shots. Kyle Lowry uh, put into the starting lineup because no Gabe Vincent Jr. Kyle Lowry was basically just in the lineup to say he was a starter this week. Uh, five points, two rebounds, one assist. No blocks, um, no steals, two for five from the field. Matt Struess only had three points. Kevin Love, 6.6 boards. Uh, The bench did well. Highsmith came off the bench, 15 points. Caleb Martin, 14 points. Duncan Roberts at 18 points. But again, when your two best players in Butler and and Bam Adebayo combine for 30 points, uh, you're probably going to lose the game. So I think that was what it was. Again, Jimmy Butler only took 10 shots. I felt like he... I felt like when they didn't win game four in Miami, he kind of just took off game five in Boston to come back for game six in Miami. And he could be doing that, but I'm not 100% sure if that's actually what he's going to do because that's uh, that's that's some scary fire to play with. But again, when you come out and guarantee a win, because that's what Jimmy Butler said. I, I didn't say that. He said that. That's not my words. Those are his. He guaranteed um, their ticket to the finals on Saturday. That's big words, dog. Um, obviously, you ain't the only one going to be playing in that game. But it's going to be four other guys uh, with you on the court. So, 
we're gonna see dog um good good luck good luck for sure but boston is bringing it um again bro no team has ever came back from 03 uh to win that series ever in nba history and again i told y'all when boston went down 02 i said that there's any team that can go win two games in miami it's boston they got one already they gotta get one more in miami which is on Saturday, and Shibuya Road Call. So, I definitely think this is possible. Uh, I'm I'm not betting. No, I wouldn't. If I was a betting man, I wouldn't bet no money. Um, you know, unless I got some money to blow, then you feel me. If the numbers is good, then you go ahead and take a penitentiary chance. But I wouldn't bet no money on this. Obviously, you feel like Miami can get it done. They've played well at home all year. Um. But again, man, the the Celtics are battle tested. They've been to the finals. Obviously, the new coach, you see his uh, you see his newness still in some of these moments. He's having a hard time. But again, with a team that talented, you just gotta you just gotta believe and make a few adjustments here and there, and uh, you can put yourself back in position to win this series. And uh, it's one game at a time. And Jalen Brown said it at the end of the game. Hey, don't let us win one more. Because, again, the pressure now is on Miami, I believe. I believe the pressure is officially on Miami. Now you have to go get it done in game six on your home court to get this series done, to get your uh, ticket to the finals, uh, to go up against the Nuggets. If not, now you have to go back to Boston for a game seven or we just watched Jason Tatum go for 50 in his last game seven. I'm not sure if Miami wants to go back, I'm not sure if they want to just go back last uh, yesterday anyway. So I definitely think this is going to be a big, big game for these guys. And again, game is tomorrow, 530 on TNT. Uh, this is, this is, this is the biggest game. I will say, I will say this. I don't know if the Heat going to win this game or not. They better. Cause I believe if they don't win this game, they blew their finals chances. I don't think they go there. I don't think Tatum and them win three straight to lose the last one at home in game seven. I can't see it. Um, yeah. So, Miami, this is it. This is your last call. All the pressure is on y'all now. All the pressure is off, my, uh, off Boston. I know they still down, so technically the pressure's still on. But y'all got to get it done. I don't, again, Boston has the worst home record in the playoffs all season. But I don't know if you want Jason Tatum in a game seven, man. This guy shows up. Again, I still think they shoot too many threes as a team. He went one for six. It still shows. But this man's a bona fide scorer, and he is big time. And like he said, humbly, he is one of the best players in the world. And um, he shows it in big moments. And we'll be we'll be bigger than a game seven tend to show it on the, on the stage of the game seven uh, like he's done time and time again. So Miami, Coach Spo. I'm not sure if Gabe Benson's going to play or not. I think that plays a major factor. I don't think they want to start Kyle Lowry. I definitely think they still want Gabe Benson to be there. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how this pans out, how it works out, and, and what else can happen. But I'm definitely, I'm definitely interested in this series. It has my attention. Miami came out with just a combo breaker from old school killer instinct. And... uh you didn't think Boston was going to be able to bounce back, but after blocking the last couple hits so that they didn't get the fatality put on them, man, we're right here and uh, on the verge of a game six tomorrow. Uh, and again, bro, all the pressure is on Miami to get it done. And um, I can't tell you if they will or they won't.
But if they don't, I can't see him going back to Boston and getting it done after having the series in control in your hands up three games to zero. I just think that would be crazy. Hey, I hope y'all enjoyed the episode today, man. It was brief, but again, tune back in at 3 p.m. today for the roundtable talk with my couple of special guests, man. So make sure y'all tune in. It's going to be a, a doozy. A doozy. Um, again, though, uh, y'all already know, love, pizza, hair, grease, tell a friend, tell a neighbor. Add your boy on Spotify. Type in Bring in the Wood on Spotify. You're going to see my little picture of me. Tell you, you already know. Again, if even if they don't listen to sports, just just, just add the subscription for your boy. Uh, again, I'm working on some new things. Uh, Spotify has partnered with the Anchor app now, so uh, that's why I don't got the commercial no more. I took the commercial down because now I got to come all the way new because that was Anchor I was talking about. I was promoting Anchor on that commercial. They want me to support um, the Spotify podcasters app is what this app is called now that they've uh, partnered with Spotify. So it switches it up. So I got to do some new things, new subscriptions and stuff. So stay tuned, bro. Big things is coming for the Bring the Wood podcast. So to all my homies, supporters, loved ones, listeners that really rock with me. I told you I don't like to use the word fan. That is not weird because I'm a fan of people. So I'm not going to use the word weird, but I just don't want. People who listen to me just talk sports. Think you're not a fan of me. I just talk good sports. So uh, I just listeners, homies, you know what I'm saying, relatives, loved ones, all of the above, man. Um, again, thank y'all for all the support. Uh, I got some some surprises coming in the future for y'all. More content. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed. More days of the week now. I'm dropping more than just Thursdays and Fridays. And it might not even just be myself. It could be other voices as well talking different things. So. Yeah, I got some things on my sleeve, man, for this Capricorn Nickel Productions. And um, we can only go up from here. So, again, I love everybody that support me. Y'all already know I'll go out and do something special today. Hey, tell somebody that you might not see this week or going into the weekend. Tell them you love them, man. Call somebody you ain't, the number in your phone that you ain't seen in a minute, that you ain't text in a minute. Ask them how they doing. Don't ask them if they need nothing because they probably do. So just, just check on them. Just say, hey, man, wellness check, you know. Hope everything is well. I'm doing good. Hope you are too. And love, peace, and hair grease. And then tell them to tune into the podcast as well because I'm the reason why y'all going to be checking in. Again, y'all know what it is, man. Love, live life, and Tupac. Love, peace, and hair grease. It's the Bring the Wood podcast. I am D Wood, and y'all know what I do on this damn podcast. I just brought the wood. Enjoy your day. Happy Friday.